The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome back to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and joined today by Matt Burns Peak and Joe Costanzo. How you doing, boys? Hello. Actually, I do know how Joe's doing. He says he's got a hurty wrist, but he, he won't tell us why. Yeah, I what's refuse. going on with the wrist, fella? Don't need to elaborate. It's fine. You, the more you... you don't tell us, the more we make we yeah, think it's something weird. You can assume it's whatever. You if like. this if this was a game day, what would be your injury designation? Doubtful. Mm, DNP. Did not practice. <laughs> you don't practice anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always DNP. He's on one of those veteran rest days, just permanently. <laughs> Every day's a rest day. All right, let's get into it. Um, we haven't done anything since the draft, so Correct. makes it makes it pretty easy to do something about after the draft because why not? We've got to at some point. Yeah, exactly. Mate. May exactly. as well use this dead time. It's to what do the it. people want. Yeah, we did want this. We the we pe- the people. We the people. All right, let's start it off. I mean, relatively positively. Joe, who actually I'm not going to ask Joe because he yeah, can't. Not Joe. we can't use a homer pick on the first one. Matt, who who was your favourite draft class? Uh, hurts me to say it, but I thought the Jets did a, a pretty good good yeah, job, to be honest. Um, Helps if you have three first round picks. It does that does make it somewhat easier to pick good players? But um, I mean, we spoke about. I did the article on DBs before the uh, before the draft. I was saying about how my favourite DB prospect was a uh, was Gardner, and uh, Jets Jets swiftly took him. I think that was a great pick. Um, so I mean, it's not gonna make a fucking world of difference because he can't run at light speed like Tyreek Tyreek Hill can. But uh, <laughs> certainly nice for the Jets to have for other games that they play next year. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe, Joe you're right about them having three first round picks, and it wasn't just the first one. Like Garrett Wilson's like was touted as what the best receiver, if not one of the top three guys in this class, and then traded back in for Jermaine Johnson. It's nice to see a bit of aggressiveness from this mm. sort of back office team as well. For sure, yeah. yeah, it's just easy to get carried away when a team has a bunch of first round picks and get really excited after the draft. Hundred be percent, like, because the de- oh, the, the, the draft's going to be amazing. But sometimes we've seen, I mean, the Vikings have done it in recent memory, where they've had three first round picks and they've all been kind of meh. Well, the Dolphins so did it Dolphins very really, recently. Yeah, yeah, don't remember that. Who who was the third? Because two were Noah, Noah Ibn- Benonye, and who no, was the other Noah guy? Was, Noah Benonye was the. I know he was the third, third guy, but who oh, was, was the third? It was O-line the tackle. Moment. It was Austin Jackson. That's twenty three. Is 19? he? Are they just gonna? Are you just gonna rotate all of your um, O linemen early round picks that haven't really paid off? Pretty so much, man. Because I mean, left guard position, just see who works out. Shit, someone's got to be able to do it eventually. Like, might as well try all of them. Fed up. Um, while we're on the jet still. So they did three picks in the first round, quite sort of high-value positions. Mm-hmm. Corner, wide receiver, defensive end. And then despite having quite a lot of holes on their roster, they trade up for running back Brees Hall, one of the better running backs in the class. Yeah. What do you think of that move? Like it because he's probably a good player? Or like if you're the Jets, you could do with filling out the rest of your roster first? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I didn't think Brees Hall really warranted that selection if I'm honest I think not that he's a bad player I just think like you said there's so many more needs and more pressing needs that the Jets could have addressed I think there um, and you know I'm not just saying this because Joe's next to me and I like nibs and him but you can 
know, running backs aren't the most valuable position. You can find decent oh, level running backs year. on the free agent market. You don't need to, you know, tr- sell the farm to uh, to to trade up to get one. So. I think it's twofold, isn't it? Because like, yeah, you can say that, but um, the bigger issue is trading up for running back when there's like four or five sort of that tier one, tier two groups yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like Hall really was so distinguished from the other other potential options there and that would have still been there later on that yeah. you needed to trade up for him there's not like any physical traits that are just like it's not mm. like a drafting like it's an Adrian fine. Peterson yeah. or even yeah. when people are drafting like a Leonard Fournette or if he was the clear best guy in this draft even though he's a sec- even if he was a second round of talent if the only other guys are like what fourth or fifth round it's like yeah. I get that but when there's it it's sort of I think we'll touch on them later it's almost like the Saints giving up a first round pick to go up and get Chris Alave, even though there were so many wide receivers in this draft. Yeah, again, I think the fact that so many different people had those wide receivers in any list of you know one to six in different orders sort of proved the point that you don't need to go and trade up for one. Like there was no clear generational talent number one receiver in the draft. They were there were lots of very good receivers, but as you said, I, I, that was a bit of a weird move as well. Yeah. Okay. This. Stay in New York, um, because I think the Giants also had a pretty good draft. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, their first round picks, again, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, who were like, what, constantly in the top five prospects overall? Yeah. Ranked in this draft? Big time. I mean, they needed to hit this year because their roster was absolutely depleted. And they're basically using this year as a blow up anyway. But to get like two, like best case scenario, those are two blue chip kind of players if they pan out. Yeah. To get two of them, one on each side of the ball, is a pretty big boon for this sort of new Giants direction. Yeah, and I mean, and, it, and like I said, if it is a case of they're, they're going to have to go in a completely new direction, sort of tear it down, start again, then that's kind of the ideal start in many ways. Like you said, get two really good talents on either side of the board, gives you something to work with, um, gives you a, a player who can start day one, but also can develop further and you can build around um, for your offense and defense is huge. Like that's the best possible reposition to be starting from if you have to do a rebuild. So, yeah, I think the Giants uh, got that aspect of it right for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's another weird one though because they had two very early first round picks. Yeah, so, uh, so like it does top heavy. We're, we're gonna yeah. find. We're gonna as long as they didn't pick someone we don't we didn't expect to be there. We're gonna be like, oh, that was a good draft pick. Yeah, yeah, they did what we thought they would. They didn't. I don't fuck. see anyone outside of the first round that's like super. Oh, wow, that was really good value. Yeah, it's fair. Jets, I think, um, who was it they got from the tight end they got from Ohio would be the one would be outside the top rounds. Like, mm. that, was, that was quite a good pick. Yeah. Um, no, but I know what you mean. And your eyes are just going to get drawn to, especially because we don't spend time looking yeah. at loads of third and fourth round picks. So we're going to no. be like, oh, that was one of our guys. And I remember him being quite good when I was watching. It's like, Meh. nah, yeah, it was yeah, it was a bit more difficult to, uh, to really fall in love with a lot of prospects I felt this year. Um, I mean, the talent level was decent, but I, the, the, I didn't think there were very many prospects. Not enough that, QBs for you, huh? Well, the QBs were absolutely dross. There's no point in talking about them, let alone picking them. We'll get onto that later. All right, um, um, Joe, do we, are we going to let him talk about the Ravens now? You might yeah. as well get over with you. Go on then. Well, you I've picked a, a, a team that has both done well in the first and later on rounds. Wow, what team is that, The Baltimore Ravens, surprisingly enough. Um, yeah, I mean... Obviously biased, but Carl Hamilton at 14 is a pretty good value for the first round. I mean, I expected him to be gone by the top 10, and to get him at 14 was pretty darn good. 
Um, trading away Marquise Brown for the 25th. Are we, inclu- are we including that? I mean, it's a huge positive for the Ravens, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, replacing a receiver who can't catch... I mean, he's good at route running, but then often drops makes dropsies in big-time moments with... Big-time dropsies. Probably the top centre in the class as well, when we desperately needed a centre, mm. was very pleasing to see. Um, David Ajabo as well in round two, who was touted as one of the top picks before his injury he's probably not going to play the first mm. year but I mean, what was still, his injury i can't remember what it was off the top of my head something with his leg this wobbly leg mm. extreme wobbly leg it was a achilles he tore his achilles i'm pretty achilles. sure that will do it to be fair That's yeah torn, torn achilles at his pro day apparently gosh yeah, good yeah. for him yeah and then also later on in uh in round, the army of fourth round picks yeah. round four the ravens round. not the punter we picked but the what's wrong uh, with the punter you picked no the punter was probably like the best punter in the draft mate <laughs> but he's a punter but yeah. he's a punter we did pick him in round four so i mean for a, for a franchise him. that was just absolutely obsessed with a kicker for the last 15 years so. hey sam cook has been amazing as well punter for for a a bloody long time. I feel if I know a name of a punter, I can probably guess they're quite good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's generally the rule. Um, but uh, another one of our, four, of our fourth round picks, and I might be screwing up the name, but Daniel Farlele. The big who, man. Big man, offensive tackle, kind of an Orlando Brown Jr. type in that he's fucking huge. Six for eight, 384 pounds. Makes him the biggest person in the NFL who we just drafted. Um, we all know bigger is better, right, Joe? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, it worked with Orlando Brown. <laughs> to an extent. But also, like, the Ravens' just tactics of how they make their teams just means they can just go out and, like, in the first round, they never draft necessarily for, just for need. They're like, right, best who's the best player, player we available. can get? Yeah. Because every t- cause they always, they're so good at developing players, which means yeah. they let so many players go on the second contract because they get signed for big contracts. And then they just get loads of comp picks. So they get loads of like third and fourth round picks every single year. Factory that you can regenerate. And they're like, that's when they like throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks for the players that are about to graduate to the rest of the league. When I think (laughs) about like where we've developed players the best, it's often not the the first round picks. It's the it's the third and fourth round picks that we we tend to have. Like Orlando Brown Jr. is another example of one. Yeah. All of your pass rushes that you've had in the last oh seven years. Oh my god, years. yeah. Uh, we've spent a lot of first round picks on pass rushes, to be honest, as well, that haven't turned out so well. Fair enough. All right, any other any other big teams that we like? The, I quite like, I've got to be, I quite like what the Packers did. Really? Say so what? Yeah, I think they've, well, I think they've probably got the best um, defense in the league now. Do you reckon? Adding Guy that... Walker and Devonta White, yeah, to that defense that was already what was its biggest issue? Stopping the run. Yeah, that they is true. They get J.R. Alexander back on the back end um, and then they got two of these Georgia Bulldogs coming in that are what their best thing is stopping the run. Mm. Like, they're a difficult team to pass on when they've got J.R. back who just got a brand new contract. Yeah. And if you can't run on them as well, does and become difficult. And especially at that point in the first round where there weren't really any of the top wide receivers available. You're either reaching for one there or you let it, or you get two sort of really good players. Yeah. Mm. And I d- it's weird because I don't know what they're going to be like this year without De- um, Devonta Parker. Yeah, that's probably be Probably worse. But one thing that the Packers have been very good at is developing receivers. They're like... That's true. It's them and the Steelers. Like... They get so they many from like first round receiver. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
I mean, I think I don't think that Watson's going to hit the ground running because he wasn't especially what prolific in college. No, and but given that the Packers are one of these teams apparently that are like height and weight like lower limits for their receivers, they were never going to take one of the small guys anyway. That no. were sort of knocking around like the Jahan Dotsons mm. at the end of the first round. So. I mean, I, I like the way they went with it. I understand why people would be annoyed about them not getting a receiver. But are we going to say that Rodgers isn't somewhat involved now with that decision to trade up for Christian um, Watson? Yeah, I mean, surely, right? Like, with that that huge turnaround in the in the uh, Rodgers situation, he's definitely got a lot more say than he apparently used to have. So, I mean, if he's okay with it, I think Green Bay fans are going to be okay with it if they know that Rodgers is. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it will be really interesting to see how much of an issue not having uh, Vontae there is going to make on the offensive side of the ball. That could be, uh, you know, it's one of those ones where it's like, one of those things the NFL has not spoken about is is chemistry between players um, and especially relationship between quarterback and, and number one receiver. Mm. Um, and I don't think I can remember like ever seeing a quarterback and a number one receiver just so in sync and so on the same page with stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how both players adapt to that yeah um now that yeah yeah it could go either way couldn't it it could go almost like it well, it couldn't just negatively impact them both to be honest just mm. not having each other yeah well how many times do we see like a high high profile receiver leave a team and then suddenly stop producing that is true but he does have a good um relationship with Derek Carr they were played together in college they're best friends which is another one of those actually college in yeah, NFL yeah, that's true. Could I uh, be annoying and always also bring <laughs> up the Eagles as having like one of the better drafts? Yeah, go for it. Tell, tell me if we count, which I know we shouldn't, but since I mentioned Marquise Brown, I might as well mention that the Eagles you're already betting trading them all, so. to get AJ Brown to give up picks. What was it, eighteen and one hundred and one? Which yeah. is good. Picks. Pretty darn selfish of you, Slew, to. Pretty hilarious on the, on the on the Cardinals though for that trading got... a first for Marquise Brown and then moments later, yeah, being able, would have been able to get AJ Brown for the basically same thing. Yeah, yep, yep, ridiculous. I hate Steve Kime. You really do, don't you? I, I think he's bad at his job. Yeah, and he, I don't I know don't how he got a seven-year extension. Like, I'm I'm sorry, Joe. I'll let you talk um, white lyrical about my Eagles in a moment. But... <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> well, are we gonna talk about this in the losers anyway? All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I won't go too too much into your picks because I want to talk about one of them as well. But I, yeah, I really like Jordan Davis. We were talking about him in the draft. Nakobe Dean is a an absolute steal. Uh, Cam Jurgens as well. I just think you had really good value picks like throughout the draft. Howie so. was in his bag. Howie was in his bag. Oh, you like Howie now, do you? You like I've, that I've Howie always, boy. I've always liked Howie. Howie. <laughs> Howie the lads. Howie the lads. <laughs> He's a cap wizard until he suddenly not. <laughs> I'm going to make that t-shirt with Howie Good the Newcastle yeah. scarf. Howie the lads. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God. Yeah, but yeah, the Eagles did well. I, I would agree with you there, yeah, Joe. Yeah, the Eagles are like one of those other teams I look at. Like The further into the draft they got, the more value they got out of it. So yeah. I thought that was really good. That, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a couple of... I mean, there's there's a lot that falls into sort of uh, they had a decent draft but that's no fun to talk about so who did we fucking hate? <laughs> um, should I just should I just kick us off with the the the, the strange pick 
and we can sort of talk about how the Patriots once again did a, what seem what seems on the surface to be a rubbish draft, but will probably inevitably mm. turn out to be like all fucking Pro Bowls. Uh, but yeah, I mean, objectively, the the strange pick didn't make sense. Yeah, it's weird because it's you kept calling it the strange pick, and I was like, "Is he going to say his name?" And then I remembered that it's his called name strange. is literally. Yeah, you're like, what, also a strange you're like, what's, pick. what's yeah. he leading to here? I can't <laughs> quite follow it. Just the suspense. Um, but no, yeah, the pick and Cole Strange uh, was very strange. Um, yeah, the more I think about it, though, the more I think it is just going to somehow turn out well for them because even yeah. though he went to a a tiny college like Tennessee Chattanooga. Um, Great I have name. a feeling that Bill Belichick's just been looking at like arse end of nowhere tape, like mm. on VHS of all of his <laughs> all of his matches, seeing that he's never allowed a sack, and somehow he's just managed to grab up some. Yeah, do you reckon if Bill Belichick wasn't so sort of locked onto small school guys and finding little diamonds in the rough, that yeah. he'd be like the best GM ever because he would just be able to spot every talent if he actually looked at big schools. Yeah, if he also looked at the big schools and was like, oh, he, yeah. he looks really good, and he is. And he also just so happened to be a five-star recruit. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it's a weird, a strange pick, given that they could have done this in the third round. That's the thing in him. it, yeah. Um, they just could have picked so many other people and still got Cole Strange. Later I mean, on. You've got to imagine they heard rumorings that other, that teams Rumblings. were higher on him yeah. than like the media was because I do love those stories. So you always get that, like the Rashad Penny story about how the Seahawks were told that, like, oh, if they didn't take him, then someone else, like, they didn't they, they didn't they say they'd like received a trade offer after they they picked him from someone yeah, to take him think away? Penny did, oh, Rash- oh, yeah, yeah. Do you ever think people back? are just like psyching each other out with that? Like, yeah, probably. They're not, they're not actually going to be an idiot. And Definitely, man. We've watched Draft Day. I mean... You pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> and if you haven't watched Draft Day, screw you, you won't get that reference. <laughs> Just think Slew's being mean. But yeah. Yeah, Patriots are weird. Uh, I've... It's dominated by that, though. I don't know. They also they really... pick two corners that are pretty much the same. Just sort of scrawny, small slot corners who... For any other team, you'd be like, yeah, that seems a bit pointless. But for the Patriots system, will probably be brilliant. And, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a tough one to judge because the, the everything the Patriots do exists in that little sort of Patriots way vacuum, which only really makes sense in Foxborough. And then anyone else that goes the outside there just doesn't work. Apart from Tom Brady. <laughs> I will concede that. Will you? And That's good of you. I will. And Grog. And Gronk to an extent. I think I think Gronk's been like fine. He's he's okay. Yeah, but he wasn't really Patriots way anyway. He was no, just he was a just big fucking, fucking monster, massive. Like, yeah. Like, oh, that scheme Gronk open. All right, done it. He's there. Sweet. Yeah. Touchdown. He ran forwards. Good job. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, the list of Patriots players that are look really good in New England and then fall flat on their ass elsewhere. Mm. Calvanoi is long. <laughs> I mean, he got injured. Long list. Big got injured, then released, and went back to the Patriots. So you're, you're just salty. Yeah, did release him. Paid him a lot of money. <laughs> yep. Um, can we talk about the Cardinals and Steve Kime now? I oh, mean, go yeah. for it, mate. Go for it. Send them straight to the glue factory, Slew. Can I just? I yeah, just yeah. think their acquisition of Marquise Brown was amazing. Yeah, I'm sure you me. do. Um, because 
Were you shocked that it was a first? Like, would you have? T- what would you have taken yes. for him if you'd woken up and a be second? Like, and w- if you'd heard, oh, they've traded for a third, would you have been unhappy? You I know? would have been like, yeah, fair enough. Really, a third? I would have been like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Like, it's it. To be honest, Marquise Brown is such a annoying player to watch because there's a yeah. chance he's just going to go off for a game-winning touchdown, and there's a chance he's just going to drop a completely open ball while standing uncovered in the end zone. All right, and to be you, fair you then, don't know. to the Cardinals, he just sounds like a major upgrade to Christian Kirk. There you go. So uh, is it. Yeah, I guess so. But like, <laughs> is he a first round Rouser. major upgrade to Christian Kirk? I don't know if he is. Yeah, I've got a real old boggly mind about how they managed to come up with that uh, that that sum for uh, for Marquise Brown. Well, he had his best year last year, but it still wasn't great like numbers-wise when we compare him no. to other receivers in the league. Um, he wasn't even the best receiver on the team again. No, I um, don't think he's very good. Just I mean, he's apart, fine, isn't apart he? from he's being a, fast, he's a, he's a two, number like guy. But to like the Ravens aren't a team of superstar receivers, and to not you yeah. know, be leading that group. I exactly. don't know. Sometimes, if you're a number two sort of receiver, it's harder. If you don't, you have don't a number get, one. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't have three number twos. You need one. Because it's not one. to say, oh, he's got loads of opportunities. I mean, he's Ravens. not being covered by the top guy, Slew. Is he not? Not no. Outside corners aren't covering Mar- uh, Mark Andrews. Need to cover him anyway. We'll just drop it. So they've got to be on Marquis Brown. No, they just stick the fastest person on him and assume that he's going to drop it. <laughs> Most times he did. Um, yeah, I mean, and also like like we're saying there, he's at best a sort of number two, most likely number he's three quick. NFL. He, he is quick. He's quick, yeah, but you don't spend a, a first round pick on a, a second slash third wide receiver. It's just moodness. Um, yeah, who else could they have got at the time? Maybe let's play that game. I mean, anyone else. They could have traded for AJ Brown. Yeah, I think that's the big one. Do you want to go into that? They could have just paid a, like a second round pick they for Steve Kime to just pull his trousers down. It would have been they less could have embarrassing. Got, like, Sky Moore in the second or third round whenever the Chiefs got him. Yeah, that's true. Sky Moore. Why not? I mean... Yeah, weird, weird logic behind that. I mean, you know, maybe he goes to goes to the cards and it's a breath of fresh air and he relights his career and remembers how to uh, not have balls just bounce off his hands. But I think it doesn't make sense on the outside. By giving up a 25th for that, I think that's actually, I might be complete, I might be wrong by a few picks, but that's pretty much where we got him. And we didn't know any, we didn't know how he'd be, but. Now he's been in the league a few years. He's yeah. got to have lost value, right? Oh, exactly. And they've ended up trading for like the same as what we drafted. Exactly. Him for. Even if you just look at base of like like contract as well, right? Like, yeah. And I don't think receiver is even the biggest need for the Cardinals nah. as well. Is it was it's pretty much there's so many receivers in free agency. Yeah. And it's like it seems like a panic. Oh, let's get Kyler Murray as mate back. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. have done bad by picking who we picked. Like Tyler Linderbaum. I think they've got be... Rodney Hudson, to be fair. But they could have mm. got Jermaine Johnson. They just lost yeah, Chandler Jones. Yeah, that's true. He very true. Very true. They could have got Cole Strange. The, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that they knew about the impending DeAndre Hopkins suspension and sort of panics last minute as to like, right, we need to get another wide receiver in because otherwise we're buggered. Yeah, but what, what does... are the options that are out there yeah, on the trade block? My issue is... That's fine, but how does Marquise Brown fix that problem? Well, how how is he any different to Rondell Moore? What's he yeah. better than Rondell Moore at? Nothing. I'd argue. Maybe he's... downfield a bit, but 
You I'd rather have Rondell Moore, I think. Yeah. I think I'd rather have Rondell Moore. But, okay, hypothetically, even if they think that just as a pure deep threat, Marquise Brown is better, mm-hmm. you don't give up a first-round pick for someone that you're only going to use as a deep threat then. No. There's got to be more to it than that for, for that sort of value, I think. I just think that's the only thing I can think of is that they panicked and, um, you know, were like, fuck, what's, who's available on the trade block, right? And then once you're in that position, you've got no negotiating power whatsoever. Um, and I think the Ravens smelled blood a little bit there and were like, yeah, it's going to cost you first. Yeah, it's not even... It's the rest of their round draft as well. Yeah, it's bad jamming all round, isn't it, really? Trent McDuffie... Trey McDuffie, McDuff- Trey McBride even. I think it's Trey McDuffie because I was like, oh, could they have got him at that point? But mm. no, Did he have not. a farm? Alex McDonald. <laughs> Trey <laughs> McBride, who I quite like as actually as a tight end that they picked in the second round. But yeah, let's draft a tight end with our first draft pick mm. when we've just given Zach Ertz a new contract yeah. and we've got Max Williams. Exactly, right? Steve Kime, I don't understand. He keeps trading for older... So, he traded for J.J. Watt, gave J.J. Watt a new contract, which meant they weren't able to hold on to Chandler Jones. Yeah. And then they traded for an old um, Zach Ertz, who I love Zach Ertz, but you've ju- the Eagles have given him a- given yeah. him away for a fourth, and then you're which basically means he's probably past he's, it now, yeah. and you're giving him a new contract. Stop trading for aging players and then giving them contracts. I mean, it's, it's just a wonder that Steve Kahn didn't draft another linebacker. <laughs> he does love linebackers. Yeah, pricing themselves out. I forgot they priced themselves they, out of Chandler Jones. They've, they, crazy. they've drafted a linebacker in the last two first rounds in Isaiah Simmons, and who was the guy they got last year? Ooh. Um, this is where we miss Stan. His what? encyclopedic knowledge of all oh, oh, let me find it. Um, but yeah, but I either mean, way, and then they both get um, like played off the field by fucking Jordan Hicks, who they signed <laughs> in free agency for peanuts. That is embarrassing. Um, yeah, not not a good look. Are you talking about the Cardinals' first round pick last year? Yeah, oh, the big guy, six foot four. Where's the it big show? Like <sighs> Big man. Very Can he good remember at his name? Straight line. Can he remember his name? Um, yeah, I Zayden mean, Collins. That's it. Zayden that's Collins. The one. That's what we're all about to say. Um, Tip of our tongues. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's a good point. They, they, it's just, it's, it's surely barring some sort of miraculous playoff run, uh, Kime's got to be uh, out of town at the end of this year because I mean. I, I he, just signed, he just signed a new seven-year contract. I know, contract. but I mean, this he is summer. not a popular this bloke. Summer, it well, clearly is. Not with the fans, I don't think. Not with Arizona Cardinals fans. I, I think Stan doesn't mind him, you know. Yeah, but Stan's a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Stan. We'll just miss you. Anyone else you think had a shitter? Um... Those are the big two ones. Who was the first me? one to pick a quarterback again? Was it was Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, mean, but I, I can kind of understand. They didn't it, have a bad draft. I think they had good picks later on as well. Yeah, and you got to take a flyer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, to be fair though, plus Ben I, is literally just like he's retired. He's mate. gone now. The big, the, I mean, the biggest problem last year, other than just useless big Ben back there, he's like way past his prime at that point. Yeah, it's the fact that their offensive line was a turnstile. I don't think they addressed that like at no. all. It was, it was like we gave the Bengals stick for two years for not protecting Joe Burrow. Yeah. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have just drafted a fresh quarterback who is nowhere near as sort of calm in the pocket. No. And said, right, deal with that fella. 
Oh no, yeah. don't, don't worry. It's fine. You can sit behind Mitch Trubisky for a little while. Good. Good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I'm, I'm. I'm really not a big fan of of putting young quarterbacks into those sort of situations. I mean, even if you get a uh, Joe Burrow and you know he's he somehow manages to play through it for most season until his knee is eventually shattered, like it's just a terrible way to to help one of the most, if not the most difficult position to yeah. settle into the league. Um, so yeah, not a big fan of that. Um, can understand why they took a QB, but I think you've got to make sure that you're actually in a situation where you can help a, a QB develop. Um, and I don't think that any of the QBs were really, you know, same thing we sort of said earlier, right? Like there wasn't a clear number one quarterback that had to be taken way for everyone else. I think the talent level was pretty similar for all the QBs in the, in the, the first sort of few rounds of the draft. So they're all sort of we good, had decent one at going one thing. Nine, yeah, exactly, can right? I just say. Yeah, I, yeah, but that was more because of the value of the position, right? As opposed to him being a. Exactly, which is my biggest surprise of the draft, actually. After all this talk about the quarterbacks, like we all said throughout the whole thing, they're not actually that great. But it's interesting to see teams, teams be like, agreed. you know what? There are, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not yeah. going to spend a high pick on a quarterback that I don't believe in. Yeah, exactly. Rather than being like, shit, we need one. And do you think that's because a lot of the bad teams, there's no one like desperate for a quarterback to save their job right now, except the Carolina Panthers, and they took one with their second pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's definitely got to have played a, played a part in it. It is almost feels like a bit of a unique situation we have in the league at the moment. Is that yeah, there aren't many teams who are, who you can look at and you're like, their quarterbacks are all terrible. Um, so there wasn't really many clear, clear-cut candidates to go and get a QB and have to be in that position where, okay, we know this guy is, a, you know, a, de- a developmental prospect. He's not starter ready. He might never be starter ready, but shit, we've got literally nothing else, so we're going to have to take him early. Um, teams had the luxury to be able to go. We don't need to reach for QB just because he's a QB. We can actually mm. take players and positions that we need above that. Uh, and actually value the quarterback position or the, or the quarterback prospects rather at its at his place rather mm. than just he's a QB. We need a QB even if he's nowhere near ready. We'll have to take him early. And even on on that, then is that if you get a guy in the third or the fourth, like a Desmond Ritter or a Malik Willis or mm. somehow or whoever else, and they don't make it and they're shit, you're like oh well, it doesn't matter. We picked him in the third or yeah, fourth. Yeah, hasn't cost and you. And if the they earth, do, right? you're like fuck it. We hit on a third and fourth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. The tendency Great. is though, if you pick a QB in the third and fourth, unless somehow they're Russell Wilson, they're not going to start. Well, no, none of these guys are going to start straight away either, which is well yeah. helpful for them because they're all projects in their own way. I was going to say, Desmond well, Ritter might a get a bit of game, I reckon, this year. Possibly, yeah. When did Malik Willis go to in the end? Malik Willis went to Tennessee. Tennessee. So it's like right, right. Yeah, he can enough. he could sit for a year. Doesn't matter. No exactly. no pressure. And Tennessee is sort of in this sort of semi-rebuild anyway when they're sort of like right we're young on the ball let's not spend a load of money if we're not going to win the Super Bowl because it's a waste of money waste of cut space they're tightening the purse strings I would say I'm surprised like we're talking about this now but that Malik Willis wasn't the first QB to go was he your was he your favourite Joe was he who you, you saw the most in I mean like I know he's not maybe the most pro ready out of them but he was by far the best athlete at the position and I think that's becoming a more increasingly important true aspect to QBs yeah I think the, I think a different year if a few if a few more had gone early if he'd been in a different draft let's say he was the clear third or fourth QB but he had all, he was again 
this athletic, no one else close to oh, athleticism. And, the other, and there have been two or three quarterbacks early in the first round. I reckon someone gets anxious and nabs him at the end of the first. Do you reckon? Yeah, probably. I think that no one felt rushed to take I the award. But... I, I just thought he would have gone before Pickett, personally. But whatever. Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, thought Ritter should have gone before Pickett. The Steelers Pickett. would take a swing at Pickett because it just seemed like they would. But I just assumed Willis would be going before that. Yeah. I wonder how much of an impact it plays that apparently, like the Pittsburgh Panthers... Yeah. Um, locker room. Well, I mean, they both play at Heinz Field, but they're like cafeteria in the training, training rooms. They're like in the same place. Oh, really? So, like, the Steelers are prob- coaching staff are probably pretty familiar with Yeah, him. the whole thing was that they that they just loved him because they, they saw so much of him in college and stuff beforehand, even like just not even just on the field, but just around the place. Um, and I mean, I guess if you're going to take a flyer on a prospect that you're not sure it is gonna yeah it could could be seen as a bit of a boom or bust like i guess if you're in a position where you get to know them so much better than the average you know amount of time you get to spend with a potential draft pick like i guess in that situation you can kind of justify it right because mm. you've done way over and above the due diligence that you'd usually be able to do yeah that's true mm. i was kind of surprised that jermaine johnson fell really far and Carl Hamilton to that to that effect as well. Yeah, they were both guys that I thought would go in the for sure in the top ten, and they both fell. Carl Hamilton especially. Carl Hamilton, I really thought was well. He was the top guy at the position, and, it, and a position just, that is becoming more important as hundred percent as yeah. he plays like, split safety stuff when you need them to be able to actually do both things. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I guess I said Jermaine Johnson because people were literally saying that the Jets could have taken him with the four. Like mm. before the draft, they were saying the Jets should take him with the fourth or the tenth pick, and then to fall to the fall to the twenty six. Still get him at twenty six is pretty, pretty darn good. Pretty darn tasty. Yeah, that was a good pick. Um, that was a good pick, and I mean, yeah, you've already said how excited you are, Joe, about Carl Hamilton go still being there at fourteen. I think that's a huge deal. I think if he's healthy, I'm very excited about Nakobe Dean. You are. You were. You were a very excitable chap after. Uh, are we after talking that pick. value picks? I yeah. mean, we. Were, I, I yeah. thought I was, we were just. I saying. thought we were going for surprises. Surprises, but, yeah. value picks. Surprise! It's, I mean, it's a value pick. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sort of merge into each other. You were saying you surprised you're able to get these guys at that value. Yeah, true. So true. I mean, at, at some point we need to look at synonyms and find Great out if deals. our categories. Are I like Nakobe Dean too, Sloop. Yeah. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> I was going to let you continue. Well, I mean. A lot of this with value picks in the third and fourth rounds is unless there's a shocking fall, yeah. most of these are going to be injury related because we can't tell if it's going to be a value pick until, what, three or four years' time or maybe by the end of the season. So the only guys that are really going to be true value picks now mm. are guys that fell for one perceived flaw that might not be that big an issue. Like when the Kobe Dean, the biggest issue was like people suddenly thought he had an injury on the last day of the draft. Yeah. What did they it's, think it, he had? A shoulder issue, yeah, and then he's come out and said, "No, he's he's been training with us, and he doesn't need shoulder surgery. His shoulder's fine." So, if how we trust the Eagles' medical staff, which should, I mean, based on the last few years, be a big if, to be fair, mm. that's the still. But it's like it was like when um, the Dolphins got Laramie Tunsil. Oh yeah, that like something comes out on the day of the draft. I mean, a bit more extreme and a bit, a bit weird. More really, wasn't ser- it? more serious on yeah. the Eagles' front if the Kobe Dean's issue is that. But yeah, to just something comes up and then it turns out to be a complete non-issue and like right we got a top five overall pick in 
at pick 17 or something like that. Yeah, mm. late, late, late. Um, I quite like Larry Tunsil because, you know, he's the... Uh, I mean, I don't like NFTs, but he's made... Like, oh I think apparently he's done, like, made an NFT of, of like, the gas mask yeah. video. Um, NFTs aren't real people. Wake up. Um, they are real. They're just a stupid investment. They're a pyramid go. scheme. But we'll talk about that on our Pyramids and Investment Scheme <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a, a nice little... Uh, turnaround from Laramie the shrewd businessman that he is yeah I mean I don't want to end there on the point that we're praising a someone for fake currency do you think Bryce Callahan you know how he fell on the draft day for character concerns and people got freaked out yeah do you think he was a bust or do you think like the Seahawks absolutely won that trade because he was a generational quarterback they're talking about draft day again you know I think the intangibles were there I mean like yeah. his play on the field was flawless. If you haven't flawless. watched Draft Day, I'm sorry. Joe, thoughts? Listeners. Would Bryce Callahan be a flop for no one going to his birthday party, or does that not matter? It's Bo Callahan. I've Bo not Callahan. heard a single story of nobody going to any actual draftee's birthday party since Draft Day has come out. Well, you thought it, you thought that would be the twist of the thing. I think maybe Draft Day. Sweat. Draft Day has caused a lot of. Uh, potential prospects to attend each other's birthday parties. You know, like they get the draft card, height, weight, speed, number of friends at birthday parties. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't want too many friends there. You got got to make sure you have a photo there so no scouts can say that you didn't. Can I go back to uh, value... Value draft picks. I still we, think Bo Callahan was about draft day. No, I think no, no, that's, Bo that's Callahan the, was a dickhead. I, me, so. I liked the Steelers' fourth round pick, Calvin Austin the third, which is why I didn't want to say they had a, a shoddy draft. Wide receiver out of Memphis, something like that. Yeah, he's oh. not. He's not the biggest guy, but his heart is enormous, though. He's a quick boy. <laughs> Two hearts. Yeah, he's he's one that's like I get why he wasn't picked in the first. Yes, and he wasn't compared to these like the Chris Alaves and all these Dotson and all these other high time first round receivers that we had in this draft because it was a pretty stacked class. But any stacked class like that, there's potential for a guy like this to fall into mm. like who could have been like a second or maybe late first in another draft draft Especially- uh, to fall to the fourth. And yeah, he's not necessarily the better like as good a route runner and like as big uh go up and get it as some of the other guys but like his he's just quick quick mm. off the line and uh, i can imagine and th- they develop receivers pretty good at, at the steelers too that, that they do and one thing matt canada's offense likes is loads of motion and people doing like gadgety stuff indeed and i reckon he'll be good at that yeah yeah get me in your fantasy teams boys and on that, let's talk about who your first um, fantasy pick's gonna. No, I should, no, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a look from, I'm getting a look from Matt saying no in the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so I think we will. Um, thank I'm you so trade much. Trade for AJ Brown. Thank you Better so not. much for listening. Make sure you check us out on social medias. Uh, the drop back on Insta, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, I don't know if we have any other social medias. I don't think any other social medias exist, really. Well, I mean, we're technically we're on LinkedIn, but we don't we don't do anything there. Well, people. Follow us on LinkedIn at the drop back map. Okay. Um, follow <laughs> us on Bebo, guys. Pixo, MySpace. Oh, right. Until next time. I've been Sam. I've been Matt, and I've been Joe. Later. The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. 